Anxious Leaning by Mary Kane Little spires on top of the bell tower corners are a feature of the southwest's moorland churches. Granite ears sticking up, alert, listening. Across misty tours and river valleys, they watch like grey hairs with clock eyes. Walking to Sunday school in the 1960s, I found getting into our particular church awkward. Arriving at the porch late and flustered to find the door to the nave had been shut, I would push to twist the iron ring, but the heavy studded door wouldn't budge. Hearing my clunky efforts, it would be opened by the duty churchwarden in his hairy brown demob suit. It was only on a visit to see my ailing mum this cold December, and I watched the door again being difficult, that I realised, with fifty more years of door opening under my belt, what had been happening back then. My anxious leaning against the door had been counterproductive. I had been pushing too hard against the mechanism. This Sunday... I see by pulling and then twisting the iron loop, the latch on the other side lifts easily and the door squeaks open. Stepping inside, I sense the four sacred elements are on duty. Carved pitch pine, hand-held stone, hand-hewn stone pillars, damp plaster and that particular smell of dust warmed by an ancient heating system. This is where I was baptised, confirmed and married. The old church welcomes me back, cradles me in the crook of its arm, then turns over to doze. It leaves me to survive the 21st century service with my embarrassing 91-year-old mother. Church has always been helpful by bringing me close up to my current worries and preoccupations. So I try to listen. But Mum's hearing aids whistle with feedback from the loop system. She speaks too loudly, and I feel exposed at the front where she likes to sit, so she can lip-read the rector. With a granite pillar as a backrest, she is sitting diagonally, silver-topped cane that belonged to her grandfather to hand and nods across me to old friends and acquaintances. She has made herself comfortable using two hassocks, a blanket spread over her knees. I sit self-consciously, knees together on the hard pew, back straight. During the service, her thin, wrinkled forefinger, patchy with old-age bruising, creeps across to my prayer book as it used to do when I was ten. It points out collect and psalm, in case I'm confused. I try contemplating serenity, and fingers, finger-pointing, finger-biting, finger-breaking. I raise my eyes towards the altar where Sir Willoughby de Broke, 13th century founder of the church, is lying relaxed in pale alabaster state. He looks upwards with blank eyeballs, his hands folded out of reach. 
Are you going to help me out here? I say to him. Nah, sorry dear, he says, it's your problem. But, just a thought, maybe you need better armour and by all means borrow my sword. I look away and concentrate on being well behaved. From a stained glass window, Tonsured St Peter frowns down, huge keys in his hand. Don't look at me, I say. Go and oil the bloody door hinges, why don't you? He stays where he is, disapproval added to gravitas. Nothing much changes round here except the church warden's suit, which is now smooth and charcoal grey. As he walks down the aisle with the collection plate, there's a familiar rattle of loose wooden floor blocks knocking together. Hello, I remember you, I say to them. Bunkety clunk, they reply. Mum and I sit through the nativity play acted out by the worthy church-attending children of the parish. The Advent story is being retold here for the umpteenth time. This Christmas, the angle is that a Galilee Gazette reporter has been sent to write up the story of strange happenings down in Bethlehem. He has modern gizmos, a laptop in a big black shoulder bag and a mobile phone. He is told to email back the news for the next edition. Quite droll when it was written years ago, but quaintly out of date now in the days of 4G phones and iPads. On the chancel steps, Mary and Joseph are fighting their way into the wobbly cardboard stable arrangement, and a little wise man yawns, no hint of a hand in front of his mouth. He must be very tired carrying that gold-painted Tupperware. There's a small angel carved on the end of our pew. It's holding a scroll. As a child, bored by a Sunday school lesson, I would stroke its head and feel the wavy wooden hair, the pointy wings and the coiled scroll. Now, the little head and neck fit nicely into my palm. Warm, smooth, lavender polished and I begin squeezing the living daylights out of it. Then, a young Gabriel dances down to alert the shepherds to the action in the stable, and she is stunning. The accountant's 13-year-old daughter, a mop of ginger curls, her costume wispy white, she's whirling and pirouetting down the church spaces, feather light, leaping, Toes pointed, dancing down the aisles by the granite pillars. A spotlight follows her glowing hair. My black heart smiles again, and I relax my grip on the angel's neck. Mum, <clears throat> Mum has been a strong, brave woman all her life, but she's getting needy and fearful living alone. I live in Aberdeen. She's cross about that and we don't mention it. She's starting to forget words like plumber and ham joint. She's nearly stone deaf. Turning right in her car across oncoming traffic is becoming a problem, so she has to work out her routes around the village carefully. She has an eye test next week that may stop her driving altogether. 
she doesn't know whom to ask for help or what that help might be. She's frightened, so she concentrates for eight hours a day on tiny counted cross-stitch projects. As the usual problems of life invade the sewing, she has resorted to ask her friends for help and one particularly capable neighbour almost daily. She is doing too much anxious and leaning. Just as it didn't work for the door, it isn't working for her. She's pushing too hard. And I will have to help Mum make adjustments and get community support by using the internet and telephone. I feel sad it has come to this and unsure of the way forward. But I shall put on my armour, accept the offer of Sir Willoughby's sword and use it to fight for her.